0: Drummers Only is the UK's leading drum shop,
1: with store locations in Glasgow and Leeds. Be sure to like, subscribe, and let's do this.
0: Hello everybody, Drummers Only Radio episode number 61, and we're here with the wonderful Graham Hopkins. Hello Graham. Hi Chris, how you doing? I'm good man, I'm good, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me on, I'm just fixing my headphones here and my glasses and getting comfy.
0: It's all right. So, if, if you out there in the internet land and, and audio land are new to Graham's playing, he is very obviously from Ireland and has played with some tremendous, um, tremendous acts from over there, including Therapy, uh, Dolores O'Riordan, who was famed for the Cranberries and her solo career, the wonderful Glenn Hansard from The Frames and the award winning film Once, and um, Gemma Hayes, which was. Do You know as a complete surprise to me if my research and timeline is right I saw you playing with Gemma in Glasgow Where was that At the SECC supporting Count and Crows Oh
1: right Wow, I remember that 2002 Do I remember that? Wow, that was that was a great it was a fun run that was with Count Crows with Gemma
0: Yeah it was on it was supporting her
1: first album I think It was yeah we did a lot of touring with Gemma on that album like it was fantastically, uh, you know, nominated for the Mercury. So and it was just, it did so well. And uh, you know, we were friends before when she was recording it and all the band, and then to go out with it, it was great fun. It was great, and she got offered lots of tours, opening up for artists like Count Crows, and that was playing arenas for about a month or two months. Like, you know, that's the thing about the UK and Ireland. There's just relentless, like, you know, arenas in every town. Mm. And uh, it was such fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, it must have been god pretty daunting for Gemma. I mean, by that point, you were fairly fairly seasoned by that point. You've been round the world countless times with therapy and stuff by that point, right?
1: Yeah, I had been, yeah.
0: So it must have helped her out, right? Because she she went from nothing to just, like, arenas.
1: Yeah, she like she was kind of playing here and there. She was doing well for herself in Ireland and mm-hmm. uh, playing like acoustic gigs. And then all of a sudden, she uh, recorded that album. It did really well straight away. And then she was taken up by um, um, the managers who really helped her. Were managed by. Uh, Radiohead and Supergrass management, oh, and they wow. really helped her do phenomenally well, as well as her music obviously being fantastic. You know, yeah. Um, so we did tours opening for um, Suede as well. Who else? Uh, oh, I can't even remember. But I do remember like leaving therapy and just joining uh, with Gemma straight away. So it was very, very different. Mm. But uh, with great friends. Uh, so it was, was a lot of fun as well as being, musically the polar opposite of what I'd done for <laughs> s- six years prior to that, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. That that because there's some moments on that first record that are super gentle. Yeah, um, and, and
1: then it just goes from being kind of mellow, and then it just explodes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that was great fun live as well. You know.
0: Yeah. We. Um, so you, you joined Therapy when you were what twenty years old after being, twenty yeah so yeah. and they were already relatively well established by that point yeah what they was... were in
1: the middle of that, in the middle of their you know their ginormous success you know?
0: yeah right so what what was that like for you to just to go into a band that big uh, on what was what the second gig of
1: your career um it was phenomenal really. Uh, and kind of even Surreal, even though I'd, you know, been in another professional band because uh, they were doing so well. Um, and that gave me some kind of, um, I don't know, professionalism that I wasn't afraid to just take it on and go mm. for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fife Ewing, as we know, was, you know, a great drummer, a very signature drummer, had mm. his own kind of uh, thing going with. He always had a, piccolo snare, like a Ballet beside mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the songs had this signature kind of uh, beat. Mm-hmm. like boom, chung, get, 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 get. Yeah. You know, beat going. So um, obviously some of the songs that I played, I had to do that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to kind of um, copy him or, you know, be five few in the second. I wanted to do my own thing. Yeah. And it was amazing that they took me on. Uh, what I did, I had a little... 12-inch pork pie snare. And um, I just did my own thing. And it was phenomenal at 20 years of age that I did it. And I really, really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that seems seems like it's something that would be relatively rare for a, a player so young to be given that kind of freedom.
1: Yes, and that's the great thing about those guys. They were so free mm. in all kinds of ways. Um, they never stuck to one thing. And they still, they're still together and they're still doing so great so well and every single album that the bands release is the polar opposite to the album before right you know they never stick to the one thing and that was the great thing about the album Trouble Gun that Mm. was their big you know really big success um successful album with songs like Trouble Gun or songs like um uh I can't even think now um songs, maybe some successful um, T-Grinder was on the the album before that Trouble guns so
0: like Knives Die Laughing Screamager Nowhere
1: there you go, you've said them all I'm (laughs) always like that with names of songs, once you sing the first bar I'll play it but um, um, and then with the album after that they just went completely different Right. You know, and then the album after that, the next few albums I played, but every single album was completely different. It was very admirable
0: and refreshing as well, because I guess at that time it was we we're, were still sort of in the in the middle of record labels being the bosses, and and a lot of the the, the bands that you found just tried to redo the same thing because that's kind of what the public wanted. Yeah. So that must have been really cool as as one of your first major experiences to experience a band that were like, nah, this we're just gonna do what we want.
1: Yeah, it was tr- very true because a lot, you know, the the kind of punk thing was so successful at that at that time. You know, with bands like uh, Green Day and uh, there was another one with the guy with the kind of um, kind of uh, the glasses and the kind of uh, bleached kind of hair. The uh, Offspring. I forget, it very that's the very band, and so that was in around the same time as Trouble Gum. They could have easily continued that similar kind of vibe that they were on, but they didn't. And mm. uh, that was great. Uh, were you
0: were you a, like a, were you a member of the band or were you a sideman?
1: That was a great thing about it. Everybody was taken on board, and Martin mm. McCarrick. Played cello as well, and guitar. He was taken on board the same time as I was. That's right. Martin yeah. had toured uh, the uh, uh, all throughout trouble, going playing cello and guitar. Yeah. And absolutely f- amazing musician, you know.
0: Yeah. Did it make you nervous to t- to take it on?
1: Uh, at the very start, I was kind of uh, not as much nervous, slightly anxious, mm-hmm. because I had to kind of. Uh, Take the seat of somebody who was seen as, you know, such a an influence on so many drummers. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just did my own thing.
0: <laughs> just die yeah. on die on that hill, man. That's I guess the only way to do it, right?
1: Uh, I genuinely did, and because I was so young and so eager, eager, I just went, bring it on.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you you've played with some some pretty marquee artists you know dolores is is a was a huge name i mean that that band were enormous for the longest time you know so and and glenn Hansard's like he's no slouch either you know these 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 people are super creative um what what have, what kind of things did they teach you these people
1: um I think what's taught me has been um I love like my op- Keep I I talk about this r- relentlessly when doing like chatting, to, like yourself and when I'm doing interviews and I'd say people are sick of me saying it, but it's kind of like my upbringing of going to gigs. I'm gonna take my glasses off. Sorry okay. with these headphones. Um, if I if I'm looking out over here, because
0: <laughs> I won't know where I'm
1: looking. But um, it's uh, my upbringing and going to gigs with my father and. Um, listening to him play all sorts of songs, you know, mm-hmm. very eclectic musical upbringing. And I think that's why uh, I might have approached my musical drumming career uh, so far. It's a long way from being over. Um, uh, you know, as as so well as I have, mm-hmm. if that sounds okay, mm-hmm. Um which I think is a good way to approach it rather than sticking to one music, you mm-hmm. know. I, and I think it's a great way of playing music. To be stuck in one band, to be stuck in one kind of music is overly boring. I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to jump from one thing to another. So one every gig that I do, I learn from it. Um, and my upbringing has a lot to do with that. Um from going from one gig to another, which my father has always done, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh so from doing Dolores it was great fun. It really was great fun. And then uh going from that to a different gig, I just learn and like you even said it, I learn so much from it to move on from the next. Uh when I was in like a band like therapy was fantastic, but I knew after a while I just kind of uh, you know, just kind of wanted to move on because yeah. I kind of got musically tired of it. Right. You know, me and me and the guys still get on. Um, you know, really well. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, every gig that I've done, there's ne- never any bad vibes with. Yeah. Any of the people, I don't believe in that. You know, there's no need for it. You know.
0: No, you're right. Uh, that's <laughs> that because it it well it'll help longevity for your career. You know, because you never know where you might end up. Like, like. Some something happens to someone last minute cover you've done the gig can you go do it you know the, all these things are are, are are kind of part of the life of the, of a working musician you know and yeah, I yeah. Don't, and burning bridges is just crazy yeah you life's know. too
1: short oh of, of yeah. course
0: it is man of course it is you know I I I've been obviously watching quite a bit of your playing and there's two things I, I've noticed I, I, one is that when you're whenever you're playing with anybody. You really know how to boss the band and and, and what I mean (laughs) by that is like, just take charge of it. There's a really great video playing Dreams in Chile where you're just like, you own the whole stage, heads up, looking around. That's really powerful. Yeah. You know, is that something that, that came naturally to you? Just that, like, I'm in the hot seat. I know your dad was a drummer. So, or as a drummer, so still, yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe that's just been in your blood for so long, but it's it's, it's something that not everybody knows how to do, you know.
1: Uh, I think I, I just like that kind of you know, like, well, like, we do know a lot of drummers, and I don't mean this, you know, I'm not hoping not offending people, but it's like, you know, each their own, but a lot of people, like, you know. Heads down, and mm. they're like looking at one individual, which I do, and I like looking here, I like looking there, but I like that kind of thing of being just I'm with everybody, I'm yeah. I'm just like I'm part of the song, I'm part of the vibe, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, she and was it, she was looking for you, like yeah, on the stage, yeah. like you know, looking for it, leadership.
1: And uh, I, I love that. I love kind of um, I'm, I I I'm not. Well, it depends on the song. It depends on the type of music. But I do like um, things kind of flowing, you know. Mm. But like I said, it's it's the type of kind of music it is. A lot of the shows nowadays, things are very, you know, everybody's got ears mm. on, everybody's playing yeah. with a program click, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm personally a big fan of things just flowing, you know, and things just jamming it out, you know. Yeah. And like like you were mentioning with that um, Dolores show, I like just... Come on, we're all together. We're all we're all we're all rocking out <laughs> together. We're all like a there was like Dolores' shows were great. There was obviously a lot of people at our shows, and uh, it was just such camaraderie. Mm. And uh, that's my favorite type of uh, gig to play, generally. Yeah. Like you know, but then I do love at the same time there was a lot of that with uh, Glenn and with Glenn and Marquetta after. Mm-hmm. Um, in swell season, as they called, there was so much, um, you know, so much mellow, like more laid back than laid back. And I do, <laughs> I do adore that as well. Cause you're barely, barely touching the drums at all. And I have so much passion for that as well, you know?
0: Yeah, there's there's a video on your site with, with Glenn and, and you're playing at a sweaty club at, somewhere and you're playing brushes. Yeah, uh, and it's going from, like, nothing to that explosion thing, like, yeah, really powerful. It's a pretty amazing to watch. It's, like, I think the first track's, like, eight minutes long or something crazy. It's just it's, <laughs> it's, it's really... And it's just, like, and you're singing as well, so there's so much happening on the stage, but yeah, you're, like, yeah, it's, it's pretty marvellous to watch. Yeah, thank
1: you. But thank it, you. Uh, do you know what song it was? It's on uh, your site, so... Uh, uh, it is it. on
0: your site. Hang on, and I'll tell you. Um, but the other thing I noticed... There's a really great solo from uh, the UK drum show that you did in eighteen twenty eighteen. Okay. And um, you're just playing some beautiful jazz time. Right. And then you build like this shuffle thing up, and and you but you start playing like really outside, whilst you're keeping two and four going. And the, what it made me think about was you're just you're not you're like you're at home playing anything. I think. <laughs>
1: Right.
0: You know, stylistically, because obviously the the jazz thing from from growing up and all that is that accurate? Is that am I
1: am I fishing here? Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. I kind of um, I love with that myself. I, actually, a lot of times I do get bored. Like you're in, we're we're in my place at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and obviously I I I'm here. I I do a lot of sessions here, which is a savior. And then I come here a lot and I play on my own and um, I get bored after a while playing on my own. <laughs> um, but then if I'm playing on my own, like like you mentioned at that, that thing, uh, I will just play like that and I'll just, you know, mosey around and I'll play anything and I could be within the four of a bar or playing, you know, any time signature. But I love to keep that, you know, foregone or I could be, You know, playing three, four, six, eight, and there are bars of five or seven. But Mm -hmm. I'll keep the hi hat steady. But then I'll be going somewhere else completely. But then I'll always keep the hi hat steady. Is that is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. But like, it's like you're so outside of like. You're not really thinking. You're thinking about like texture, and you're thinking about color, and you're thinking about. You know, there's not. It's not like. Here's a jazz solo where I will play chops and triplets. Do you know what I mean? It's not, yeah, it's, li- yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like there's no prescription. It's just, you're just improvising. It's really lovely to see, you, man.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I, yeah, I completely know what you mean because um, a lot of the times my eyes are closed. I'm not really kind of a, I'm not a, like a technique kind of person, you know, kind of doing that. I'm just kind of, a, I don't know, I'm just floating, floating uh-huh. around, kind of feeling it more than kind of uh Kind of uh, Like I said Playing different techniques Around the kit When soloing You know
0: Yeah It's great man That That's Thank you is that, is, I want to say Chapter one It's The Frames Live At Whelan's But it doesn't okay. actually List the name of the song I don't think um, But it's great It's like this brush thing That you build up From nowhere And then it just explodes out It's, it's really oh, amazing nice.
1: Thanks I wonder what song that is
0: Oh uh, It's Headlong
1: Oh right, that's a beautiful frame song. It starts yeah. off very mellow and then just absolutely explodes. Yeah, and then just goes mellow at the very end again. Yeah, yeah, I re I love that song. I do love that song, and uh, yeah, absolutely explodes. Yeah, um, so they write some great songs. I I do love playing that. Yeah,
0: I feel like he's so underrated, man. I feel like he sh- he should be way bigger. And, Like he's won an Oscar and all that. Like, I mean, he's, yeah. you know, he, he I mean,
1: in the States these days, um, he is, um, he's doing he's doing colossal, he mm-hmm. absolutely is. He just did a tour with uh Eddie Vedder as part of his band on this solo tour with um Chad Smith playing drums and right. uh, Pino Palladino playing bass and stuff. There's there's no harm on Glenn, he'll, he'll I mean, that's he'll. A, he'll Terrible just be band
0: fine. That is a terrible <laughs> band <laughs> yeah, There's no worries, I, I'm glad Oh good, it's good to, like. You know, there are, there are sort of Massive stadium tour artists And you're like, really? And yeah, then there's, yeah. a, there's a guy like that that writes like, Really wonderful songs
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You know, no, it's a joy playing with them. You know, joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do,
0: are you atr- are you attracted to music like that? Like music that's a little left field, a little left of centre? Uh,
1: like I'm, I, I can't say I can't at all say I'm attracted to one sort of music. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, again, I say it's because of my upbringing. If I was to say I'm attracted to one sort of music, I'd find that absolutely boring. Uh, which um, is the same as I was saying about being in a band. Mm-hmm. There was a fantastic thing that happened the other day. Do you remember those compact disc things? Do you yeah, remember man. them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like tapes. And do you know what? Contact, compact discs are ac- actually making a comeback now, I heard Really? Last week. Does that make yeah. m-
0: mean my collection's worth something?
1: It might be. <laughs> well, but thank God. I, I actually kind of have... Um, Held on to a lot of mine that's in my parents' yeah. house, and yeah. my uh, eldest daughter, she's sixteen. Ava and we went out and we had a look at it um, only last week, and uh, I forgot how many. Like, it's like it's a ridiculously big collection, <sighs> and she couldn't believe it. Yeah. And uh, I have to re. I might I, either I'll set it up here or I'll set it up at home. And um, when I look through it, it's. It is a ridiculously eclectic, you know, um, collection. There's mm. not, in any way, there's not one style it kind of narrows into. It mm. does kind of cover all, not all, it, it covers, you know, a lot of different genres. It's yeah. not just rock and roll. It's not just just jazz. It's not just anything, mm. you know. And that's what I like to say my style is, you know.
0: Do you think that's something that's kind of unique to drummers?
1: I think it's something that is essential (laughs) to drummers, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Because um, uh, I think if you want to survive these days, it's, you know, it's essential. And uh, I think... To just play one style, I think is overly boring.
0: Yeah, it's just I yeah. just don't think you're gonna you're gonna get a career out of that now.
1: No, you're not. You know.
0: You know, like there's only one U two, and it's because they came at a certain time, and they they and you know they they still evolve, but they still have a sound, and, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one. I, I don't know sort of the Who. You know, that you're never really gonna get another band that can play like that for their entire career now.
1: So like I love playing listening to all of the above that you just said mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like I was having this conversation the other day with uh, a group of mates and we were just saying what is the next chapter you know I don't think mm-hmm. it's is it possible what could it possibly be the next musical chapter where is it going to go from here personally mm-hmm. I think today as regard this is just my own own opinion musically I think it's People might get offended when they hear this, but I think it's dire. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's, you know, I'm talking about modern music. I think it's there's nothing fresh. There's nothing,
0: yeah. In any it, way, inspiring
1: it, it, happening. Where where could it possibly go?
0: It's hard, man. It's hard. There's a, for me, there's a few things like. The internet's wonderful because it's democratised music. So what it's done is it's made music accessible to people that might not have it or it's it's made being creative to people that might not have been able to do it, might not have been able to afford it, which yeah, is wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, it also it, it, it also sort of diminishes creativity as well. Yeah, yes. And I, I've seen, and I, I won't name them, but they're a really, really well-established now, newer, they're a huge pop band. And I went to see them. I got free tickets, and I lasted forty minutes.
1: Right, okay.
0: And my wife and I left. It was like this is awful. There's no music. Yeah. There's no music here. It's all, yeah. s- it's all the set and the production.
1: Yeah, it's very, very true. And yeah. there's
0: there's no song. Like, like it's one thing. Like you, you can start to you can sort of slag nineties pop music all you like, but like, see if you listen to a Spice Girl song. Yeah. There's an there's an actual there's a so- song. There's yeah. a song. There yeah. is a song. You know, so you can
1: sing back if you want to be my lover.
0: Yeah. And then uh,
1: these days, there's artists, but you can't sing back. No, that there's no song, there's no you know, there's no
0: melody. <laughs> there's no like the with the, with the, with, the, with this those 90s pop songs, all that boy band stuff as well. There's a intro. There's a verse. There's a discernible chorus. There's a bridge. There's maybe a key change. You know, there's there's actual musical f- function within it. Yeah. But yeah. if you take a lot of modern pop music and play it just on the acoustic guitar, there's no song. There is not. Um, and as I, w- I work in, I do a lot of weddings. Yeah. And some of the music you got to play, like, really, we've got to play this tonight? Like, there's no there's no song here. Like, and, you know, as, I don't know about, about you, but I grew up, the way I learned growing up, I, I learned to read later. Yeah. So I learned to play by ear, but when, when there's no cue to cue you into the chorus... Or there's no rise in the tune. It's all done via production. There's no actual music. It's really hard yeah. to to learn. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And and I don't want to be an old man. I'm a grumpy old because I'm not. But I think you're right, man. I think it's it's really, really, really bad. And even some of the bigger bands who like there's bands now. Well, who, who, you, oh, yeah, you right. foot got,
1: my foot got caught, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, there's, there's bands like 10, 15 years ago were amazing and now you look at their, their their current output and you're like, oh, is that where we're at? You know, it's just... Yeah,
1: I hear you, I hear you. It's, it's grim. And then you even rewind back, I don't know, to the 70s and there was just, mu- music was glorious. The 80s, there was, you know, glorious, but then, stay, stay away from, it was funny, I was only watching this thing of um, Last Night, on YouTube of going back to 100 years ago mm-hmm. Of the chart toppers all the way through to today mm-hmm. The year, the year, the number ones of, you know, that year The best chart toppers for each uh-huh. year uh, Chart toppers I don't think um, are, r- are relevant, you know no. I don't, I think, shy away from the charts, you know mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's for Johnny, Johnny whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. because um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, if we look at nineteen ninety one, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, that nineteen ninety one was in it. But I think it was something like, uh, uh one of those, what do you call them, the, the Stockache and Waterman. That was one <laughs> of the things. There was no mention of Metallica and Pearl Jam and Nirvana yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. But um, I think um, uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know what I'm, but I, was, I was saying something. I, I forget what I'm I
0: just looking. We're just looking for that thing to kick music in the ass again. And I, I think you're gonna. Yeah. F- I think you're gonna find it in the fringes, like if if you go to some of the smaller the smaller scenes, man. If you were to go out to a gig, or a Tuesday night to a bar where there's like you know, a, a venue, dingy hole where there's next to nobody there, you might find something worthwhile, you know, but... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of, do you want to dig that out when you yeah. you you have a, you're a, you know, you've got a career and you've got to focus on different things, you know? It's hard.
1: I do like um, looking... That's, again, I mentioned my daughter. I like um, looking at what she's into. Mm-hmm. Like, she is... Sometimes I'm Mr. Auntie, uh social media dep- depending on which uh Platform. pages it might be you yeah. know yes exactly but uh she can be very influential to me mm. on on what artists mm-hmm. she's into you know at the moment just the only new albums that have come along that have been um that I've liked have you heard of um Madison Cunningham from the states yeah the uh, the
0: guitarist in my band tipped me to her
1: yeah, and she's she's just, I think, phenomenal. You know, obviously mm-hmm. all of her influences are, you know, old school, you know, mm-hmm. American, uh, bluesy, old school, you know, d- dirty, you know, blues guitarists mm-hmm. and mixed with beautiful songs. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Plant, Alison Krause's new album. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of others. And then being a drummer, a lot of the times I go for, like... Um, Just great drummers with a great, great feel that Mm -hmm. add that certain something, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, a lot of times, my favorite influences are always kind of singing drummers. uh, That's a big thing which has a thing on me, you know. Really,
0: Levin and all Uh,
1: that. Oh yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a big thing which I've always loved are uh, um, artists that sing. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily drummers, but like artists who actually sing as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, always had a big thing to me. Yeah, um, I'm right.
0: I I, I dig Phoebe Bridgers' new record or her latest record. I think Phoebe Bridgers yes. is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, she's great. Yeah, she, absolutely. She, 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 there's something, there's something there. She, you know, she can write a song for sure. Um, yeah. I, I really like Lizzo. I think Lizzo's worth looking at. Lizzo. Yeah, L I Z Z O. She can okay, play. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Um, like uh gospel girl from the states yes um, and she, she's you should watch her she did a tiny desk concert for npr okay she's sensational man she can okay. sing she can sing really well she plays the flute and all that she's yeah yeah she's talented man
1: okay i'll check that out i think it yeah. sounds familiar okay definitely
0: yeah she's got like a new a new tune has this great sort of um sister sledge disco vibe going on okay like proper 70s disco thing but like modern it's really you know what i mean like modern production and all that but the the changes and all that feel like it's like this could be 70s disco it's good
1: okay cool yeah, thank
0: it's, you so no worries but yeah, it's, it's tough to find man it's tough to find especially if you're looking at the, at the top 40 and what is what's a funny thing for us as well is that we sell drums and if you look at the top 40 man you're not finding a drum kit
1: anywhere no that's exactly it you so know? when you do look at the drummer you kind of go oh yeah who's that yeah, yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> I think Sam Fender is is kind of bringing the guitar thing back a bit.
1: Yeah, indeed. Yeah, is, um, yes, Yeah, which is good.
0: Yeah, has has the guy that plays for him, Drew Michaels, is a nice player. So it's like it's good to see that being a, that yeah. coming around. You know,
1: and we all we always kind of pay attention to that, which is good. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Um, sorry, I'm going to find my questions again because we got into it there. Um, so yeah, I was listening to you talk about. or oh, you were talking to Sarah Hagen. Yeah, Sarah's great. Yeah, so I was listening to you talk to Sarah about um, well, lockdown forced you into the studio game.
1: Yeah. So how's that going? It's been going great. Studio. I had the studio for a couple of years before mm-hmm. the whole lockdown, right? And uh, which was very fortunate because, like we know, um, a lot of people then were on the hunt immediately for a studio, and then it would have been more difficult <laughs> uh, because you're competing against. You know, he he, this person and that person, mm-hmm. um, all acquiring somewhere and not wanting to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had this place, and it's about a minute from my house, so mm. not needing to travel. Ideal. And uh, the landlord is just, you know, only a next door neighbor as well, and um, it's a saving grace. Mm. Uh, I I really don't make noise here till you know the late afternoon or so because there's people in offices around me, and that's fine mm-hmm. because like you know I um, I'm a dad the kids are around so uh, uh, I come up here and geez, some nights I've left it all hours of the night <laughs> the early morning you know and it's, it's 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 like my second home Blowing. and uh, I've got a, a nice. If you can see that, I've got a lovely little kind of setup, and right. I've got I've got the oh, what's it doing there? That's an interesting screen. Does so
0: it? I can see I can see our monitor, yeah, but I can't see what's on it.
1: Well, because I'm recording with Logic, and uh, at the moment I'm recording right. us speaking at the moment with Logic. Uh-huh. But I've never seen it go to this interesting screen.
0: <laughs> Brilliant.
1: very interesting. So.
0: Was it a new skill set you had to learn, or was there anything new you had to learn to get yourself going
1: well we had we had um, pro tools here before mm-hmm. um and then because I was here with my cousin michael and then um then he departed, so I just bought logic and then had to kind of teach myself but the great thing about the camaraderie of like you or me with the friends who were all mm. you know doing similar things with setups so um yeah, it, you kind of learn it, you know, relatively quick, you mm. know, mm-hmm. phoning anybody or everybody <laughs> with similar kind of issues. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then um, it's been like a lot of fun. Good. And if you do get into a spot of trouble at all hours of the night, you know that somebody else is up at that hour yeah. of the night. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I've, you know, spent my time kind of taking care of it, doing it up. And, um yeah. It's my getaway, and I'm, I love the place.
0: Ah, okay, Logic's got... I think Logic's really intuitive to use. You yes. Know. I love yeah. that the record button is, like, right there. Yeah, You know, it like, is. You, you don't have to go find it. It's like, oh, that one's... The the big red button is, like, right in front yeah, of me.
1: it is. Yeah. Um, and then so, I've had a lot of se- look, sessions coming in, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've had, I had a lot of sessions over the last two years... Because everybody's in the same way. And, they're, you know, they're mostly all, you know, international sessions. Not many Irish sessions, actually. All kind of, um, from the States, really, mm. you know. That's mm-hmm. where I get a lot of my sessions coming from. And, uh, which is great. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, so, long may they continue. The, yeah, yeah. The, uh,
0: so do you nerd out on mics and, and all that stuff? Is that
1: Yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, I very much do. I nerd out a lot on kind of mics and, and I always have. I've just, even when I've been on the road, I kind of nerd out on that stuff. It's just kind of got just out of hand you know, over, the last, <laughs> uh, over the last while, you know. Uh, as well as drums, I kind of, you know, I get nerd out on, you know, uh, mics and, Di's and all of that kind of stuff, you know.
0: Yeah. It's it's such a valuable skill set though to learn, man. And I think yeah. it's been it's been taught in schools now over here. I don't know what it's like over in, over the road, but music tech is such a big thing now. At school. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's great. Uh, I, I, it really is. It's it's fantastic. So, and I think it's essential for mm. us guys, you know, doing it professionally. It just to know what you're dealing with, just rather than just going in and hitting stuff to know all rounds of what you're actually professionally doing. Yeah, uh, I'm not, if I, no, I can't say necessarily, you know, it's great to just go in and do your gig and concentrate on that one only, but it's an added bonus to go in and know what you're doing. It adds to the, to the tuning of your drum, to mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the, maybe the dampening of your, of your, your kit, you know, working mm-hmm. within the, you know the acoustics of your room. You know, rather yeah. than just going in and tumping it. You know.
0: Yeah, totally. And if you're hired into a room where there's a producer or an engineer, you you can have a conversation.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. which I've I've learned uh, starting from a very young age. It's uh, something I've always done. So I suppose I I've I I just always learned, and It's something that, that mm. I've always. Uh, felt passionate about, and I'm just still learning. and I don't think any of us will stop learning. And um, I've always been a pain the ask asking questions. <laughs> and I know I was told that years ago, uh, even at home, I'm told that to stop. <laughs> why, why? 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: know. Yeah. Uh, I think it's valuable, man, because we've all been in, I mean, I've certainly been in recording situations where I've been really green. And, like, uh, I don't really know what's going on, or, or engineers are embarrassingly tuning your drums for you because you know, yeah. like, you're too wet behind the ears and don't really yeah, know what yeah, to do. And yeah, then, yeah, you swiftly learn, like, the next time, man, I'm gonna know exactly, yeah, how how to do oh, it. Well,
1: like, engineer, yeah, I know, engineer a tune, and you're it's just like step away, or even oh man. I've, seen it all that shit even live engineers live engineers going up to junior it's like step away from my fucking gear (laughs) you know oh i've had it all you know
0: yeah bitching because there's not a hole in the front head like there's not a hole in the rest of them man
1: yeah i've i've had that conversation too many times now it's like engineers trying to go and uh, cut a hole in your bass drum and Mm Uh, I haven't had it in years now, but engineers trying to attempt to cut a hole yeah, uh, in the front of your bass drum and you feel like yeah, yeah. kicking them in the ass. Yeah, you,
0: know? yeah you, know, you spent years cultivating a sound and tuning your drums to a point where they sound great like this. Don't yeah. fucking mess with it. Like, just yeah, yeah. do your job and figure it out. Yeah, like like exactly. the rest of us have to do. Yes, you know? exactly, yeah. So, you know, we are a drum shop. And you met, us, you met us on uh, the booth of the Ludwig stand because we were down yeah. there at the show. So it would yeah. be remiss if we don't talk about drums, man. Yeah. So you're a big Ludwig guy?
1: I am indeed, which is sensational.
0: Yeah, they make some beautiful drums. What you play? Are you playing Legacy or are you playing Classic Maple?
1: This is uh, my legacy here. It's a, ma- a legacy mahogany. Can you oh, see that there?
0: Yeah, I, c- I can see it. It's very here, pretty.
1: Let's let, Can I just do that? Ooh, can you see that there?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So I, I was with another company beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I knew uh, the guy who was the, the guy who was working at Ludwig Drums. And he got in touch and he said you know if I'd like to he he used to come to the gigs in Chicago Mm -hmm. um, when I was and uh, yeah when I was with and I had a spot of bother with when I was actually playing at uh, the UK drum show and playing with my last company um, when I was playing at the UK drum show and uh, so I left the previous company I was at Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I didn't want to be with anybody Mm. for a while you know because I've Mm -hmm. I've gone for from I was with two companies before that Mm -hmm. uh, um, just two fantastic companies but I think if anybody leaves drum companies it's just for professional reasons and that that Mm -hmm. was me you know two fantastic companies and I still use DW hardware I just love their their hardware Mm. Mm -hmm. you know their flat stuff and then The Ludwig thing uh, came to pass after a while because um, I wanted to finally go to a drum company because I was started off touring again, and um, now I am with them playing the Legacy. I I honestly, truly uh, mean it. I'm like, I see Ludwig. And I'm with Zildjian now for about mm-hmm. over 30 years. I see wow. Ludwig and Zildjian as like the holy mecca. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like the, I think Ludwig and and Zildjian are like the untouchable. Mm. It, it's yeah. where it all began, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, we wouldn't be drumways, I don't think. I don't know where we'd be. I don't know what we'd be without those two. You know, and to be yeah. playing them and to be endorsed by them is so fortunate. You know, I see myself in a great position, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Has it always been that kind of sound? Because you, you've got a huge sound, and your drum sound is big, it's warm, it's open. It's Is that always something you've tried to cultivate, and that's why you were drawn to them? Yeah.
1: Well, um I, I've like my father had a, a, a classic years ago and it was the first kit I ever started playing. Oh, okay. it, was a, it was a silver sparkle, similar to kind of Joe Morello's Take Five kit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um that's the first thing I started hitting. <clears throat> and then from just growing up, you know, with so many heroes, well John Bonham, you know, won't be one of my idols and mm-hmm. uh, mainly. And everybody says Ringo, but of course Ringo, jeez. <laughs> yeah, so them being my two favorite bands, and I remember Lee, Levon then having, you know, that old kind of it wasn't a Rolling Bomber, but that old kind of, um, you know, wooden, you know, uh, yeah, the
0: back 20, 20s yeah, yeah, another one you mean? Yeah, yeah. So
1: it's kind of I always looked up to it, but that kind of like I don't have a hole in it. Mm-hmm. I I'll keep them open. I'll only use like uh, some dampening when mm-hmm. when required. Mm-hmm. Um. I just l- love the, the openness, the tone of them, and they're mahogany rather than being maple. Mm-hmm, and, um, yeah, that's what I've always done, kept them. I only have a little cushion inside the bass drum, and I'll put, like, a little 91 kick in mm-hmm. or mic inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's it. So it's the, those old... Uh, Influences
0: for the for uh, the open sound. The, the, the sound is so iconic, like Bonham snare sound, and and yeah, it's, it's just you know right away what it is. You know, yeah. for two with an emperor, and it's that yeah. sound. You know, and it's, well, it's you can yeah. still get it. You know, easily. It's,
1: yeah, especially with those the Vista lights that they've kind mm. of uh, done yeah. the anniversary. Yeah. I wouldn't quite go for that kind of big Bonham
0: gigantic
1: sound there, you know because it's it's like we've talked about um going from gig to gig, you know, and then mm-hmm. I love bringing the number of snare drums with me and dampening and whatever yeah. and then uh this this kick is a twenty two by fourteen right, and then um it's twelve by eight, and then mm-hmm. this is a sixteen by fourteen, but then I've got like a fourteen by fourteen. Them at the moment, I'm using that as the extra, the extra with all my bits and <laughs> on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I've like your like table. Yeah, it's with my table. But uh, I love they th- th- they sound so warm. They sound mm-hmm. so fresh. They're, yeah. they're beautiful. And then yeah. I've got um, my snares that I kind of am going back and forth between mainly are the the hand hammered, uh. Uh, Copper Phonic, Uh Mm -hmm. which I absolutely adore. I really adore it because you can tune it down so low and so dead, but then you can really peg it up. Yeah, yeah. And you can get so much kind of whack (laughs) And then the old school, I bought it several years ago. It's the Acrolyte Classic.
0: Yeah, yeah. What what size of Acrolyte?
1: Acrolyte is only five. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's beautiful.
0: That's the drum, I think. That's the drum. It is. It is. Do you you buy into the whole vintage drums thing?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, my other favourite kit is... (laughs) Yeah, I do. My (laughs) other favourite kit, I've got an old 55 WFL.
0: Oh, wow, okay. Which
1: I've had for about uh, over 20 years. Right. That I got years ago. It's um, my baby. And um, that's just there beside me. And then I've got an old... uh, late 60s tricks on kit wow which so they're like other kits that i use and then i've got several other vintage snares mm-hmm. so um and uh, a friend of mine i've got uh another uh what do you call them ac- ac- no not acrylic. oh it's it's in there we recently restored that and he put a load of those Australian, what do you call the Australian? Oh, the,
0: the Kentville heads on it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So we did that. And I've got like another. Um, uh, um, oh, Jesus. What, you've got me under pressure now. I, I can't. Oh. I can't.
0: <laughs> Not at all, man. All good.
1: No, no, no. no stick with, me. with Ludwig and Leedy. I've got a uh-huh. Leedy 28 kick in there from Whoa. the 40s, which I absolutely adore. That I got like a few months ago, but I use that either on I use it as a kick or else I use it for the you know the tunnel yeah, effect, yeah, yeah. and I'll use the kind of uh, the mic at the front. And uh, so, are I, these are uh,
0: these are these old drums in rotation?
1: Yeah, I, depending right. on the song, mm-hmm. I'll kind of uh, use them here and there. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I did use the WFL when I was in therapy for a while, but then I said. <laughs> Oh, man, um, what am I doing? This is yeah. madness. Yeah. I have to really mind it and take care, you know? Yeah, totally. And they, I did a lot more restoration on it. Because yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I've, I, I've had I've got a 70 Acrylate in it, but I've had a couple of older drums that have just not been great, you know? I had a couple yeah. of four, 400s that I had to move on. Like, one of them, the wires wouldn't stay up, so you hit it too hard, the wires come off and the throw off still up. And you're just like, ah, I can't yeah. really... I can't. At that time they hadn't brought out the new throw-offs. Yeah. So we like, I can't use this, man. I, like I'm three tunes in and I'm playing a timbale. It's just, it's yeah. no It's no use. And then I had another one that only wanted to be cranked up. That was the only yeah. thing it would it would do. And I'm like, this is supposed to be versatile, and I can't really get a sound out of it. Yeah, but then right. I, then I got an acolyte, and it's like, man, this will, this drum will do like anything.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. There you go, that is it. I mean, I've got, like, lots of other snares here. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll kind of go here and there to with them, you know, but then I find that I'll just kind of be happy kind of using what I'm happy at the moment and doing mm-hmm. lots of different sounds at them and mm-hmm. damping them, tuning them up and down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, happy at the moment. And my, my, my grand, me and my dad, we... Uh, my gr- my grandfather Jim Hopkins was a drummer as well. Oh wow! Okay. And he had a beautiful twenty inch Carlton bass drum that's uh, in the other room there, and we uh, uh, it was covered in this kind of red, horrible kind of covering, <laughs> kind of sticky thing. Um, but four or five years ago, we took took it apart, and a uh, beautiful kind of silver. Kind of sparkle finish on it, amazing. And uh, it was a beautiful Carlton bass drum, so I used that as well. So it's right. fantastic to have that. Really right. special to have that.
0: Yeah, and absolutely, absolutely. A little bit of history. Yeah. It's Funny, I, th- I think there's guys that are like vintage drum guys, and then there's guys that are vintage symbol guys. You don't really get guys who yeah. do both. You know, it's it's a kind of yeah, yeah, interesting thing.
1: I think I I love them all, really. <laughs> you know, I like I just love. Anything to do with drums. Uh, one of my, I've got this beautiful book over there, I won't get it out now, it's one that was released about a year ago. It's just about classic uh, um, Ludwig Speaking pedals. Oh, wow, you
0: know? okay. Have you got one?
1: Uh, I do indeed, yeah. Does and it squeak? Uh, <laughs> does the book squeak?
0: <laughs> no, the pedal. <laughs>
1: uh, no, the, I've got the book, just oh, all right, about okay. the history. It's,
0: right, okay, but you don't actually have a pedal.
1: I do indeed, oh, yeah. Do I've you? got okay. the pedal, yeah.
0: Brilliant. And, Brilliant. Uh,
1: yeah, I ju- yeah, it's great to be a nerd, and, and, and of course, uh, we all know uh, Mark Jeff's rusty drums. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I haven't is, seen Mark uh, for ages. Yeah, he's he's great. So he's uh, ever the nerd. for yeah. um for, do you do you guys sell vintage drums? We,
0: you know, we don't because there are guys like Mark and Joe Cox that do it way better than we would. Um, we don't have the customer for it either, really. Like yeah. right now, right now, I think we have a, a, a sort of late seventies acrylate. But we, like, what will typically happen is someone will trade something in, and it'll be in there, and, and we'll work out a price for it. But you've, if you're going to do it, it's go big or go home. And I think you've got to devote so much time to to understanding it, learning it, learning the history to do it correctly. Yeah. I th- there's so many people out there that know what they're talking about that if you don't yeah. do it right, you'll just get found out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean.
0: And y- and you can't really do that to people from, yeah. a, from a customer point of view. You can't fleece people on that. That's just not fair. Yeah. You know, so... No, we, we don't... Um, but there are, like you say, there's guys like Mark, there's guys like Joe Cox that do it tremendously well, you know, that really do know the history of the drums. They know when the serial numbers changed and how they changed and they know when the badges changed and when they put... The dampener on it, and when they changed the screw on the dampener, and when they yeah, went, yeah. F- you know, and and that's oh, that—that's the guys you want to do it, man. Yeah, you know, your your, your guy—is it Tristan at Dramatic? Who is it? Like he—he—he's yeah. got all the old parts for yeah. like uh, like old like all those old brands, old Slingle and Tom uh, Tom arms and things. That if you're looking for that stuff, those guys will find it for you. You know, oh, so,
1: they will, yeah, it's yeah.
0: We we typically deal with just with much more contemporary and modern gear, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. So, um,
0: um, but there's a like, there is a charm, and I think with the with the older stuff, you really got it. It's like, do you remember the old chat about guys like Elvin when they would go to the Zildjian factory and they would just go through a pile of ride cymbals till they found one. Yeah. I think it can be a bit like that. Yeah. You know, like let's go. This, let's go and see what snare drums are around and find one that stays in tune or doesn't. Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. hardwa- the hardware's in a decent enough condition for you still to use it. That is yeah. one one thing modern companies get right so well is the hardware they put on. Like, the hardware on your Ludwig versus your Carlton will be night and day.
1: Yeah, of course, yeah.
0: You know, and if, if you're on the road, that's what you need.
1: It sure is, you know, and that's why I do... Like, like Ludwig are making fantastic, uh, you know, flush, flat hardware mm-hmm. yet, and I've mm-hmm. yet to properly... Try it out, and that's but that's the thing I started with uh, DW X amount of years ago when I was playing their drums. And it's it's, so far, it's really you know, it's so reliable, Mm -hmm. it's fantastic because um, I have it there, goes nowhere, it stays in the studio, it's so just bounceable, you know, and Mm -hmm. hardware like I take out on the road as well, Mm -hmm. like that. You Mm -hmm. could do a hardcore rock gig with it and right. it won't move mm-hmm. and then you uh, use that or else you see drummers using the the big you know big uh, mm. double braced stands yeah Excuse and me. I bet you if they did that gig with the flush they could get away with doing it you know
0: yeah yeah I think they could. It's so well designed now. It's So well designed now. Yamaha doing—they're doing wonders with hardware right now with the crosstown stuff that weighs like the whole set. Two cymbal stands, a snare stand, and a hi-hat stand weighs seven kilos.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just like that's bonkers light, you know. Oh yeah, I,
1: yeah yeah I know. I've got I've got uh, cases of it in in a garage, <laughs> just full of all of that hardcore stuff. Yeah. I should I should sell it. I don't know if it, it would even sell nowadays people just don't want that old well you've got hardware
0: collectors man you'll yes, get sure. you'll get guys that want those 80s pedal boom stands that that like weigh as much as your house you know because <laughs> they'll, they'll put them in a rehearsal room and, and and they'll they'll take all the punishment
1: yeah it's very very you very know, true actually if you yeah.
0: if you've got guys that are doing if you've got like 40 drummers coming through your rehearsal room a, a week that yeah. are like just cranking it up, and you've got to use the sticks. to under it'll take all that, you know. All yes. that, all that gear will last forever, you know. That's
1: very true. Yeah, look into that. Thank you.
0: No worries. Here's here's something for you. Do you, given that you record and you're into the kind of lighter weight hardware, does it make the symbols sound better?
1: Uh, no, it's not something I've genuinely thought about overly. You know, as well as I say securely just put this, I've never used. Not in years. Obviously, I have not. Not. I ha- I never used the. You know the. Mm. At the Wing top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't. Right. Uh, I've never thought about that intensely of it. You know.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it was Peter Erskine seemed to suggest that it brings more low end out in the ride symbol. What? Well, like if it's if it's heavier. No, if it's lighter, if if the if the stand right. is lighter, because right. there's there's less there's less weight underneath. There's it. Li-
1: less weight, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very very true when you say it like that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. It's yeah. like it's like the guys that put the, the 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 rack tom on a basket, but they they float it.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, because I haven't used any sort of uh, you know brace or any sort of. I've used this snare drum stand for my rack. Mm -hmm. in years and just the legs on my floor tom whereas Mm -hmm. there's other ways you could brace it the Mm -hmm. floor tom which i you know i wouldn't really do that i'm not a fan of you know racking my rack tom yeah but i know there's other ways of bracing it to the the snare drum stand you know
0: yeah so so that it's allowed to float a little and resonate because because if you put a basket on it it'll it'll Put tension on the shell, which takes some yeah. of the resonance out. You know, yeah, Which you yeah. might you might want you know something if you're recording, you might want less resonance at times. But
1: the way I do do it, um, I, I always kind of leave it very loose. If mm. if you see what I mean here, I always can you see this? Uh, you, here? Need,
0: you, you need to move the chair. The chair's on the road of the All drum. Right,
1: okay. Can you see? Ah, right that, yeah, here? yeah. Let's see if I can. It's always very loose here.
0: Oh, wow, yeah, 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 absolutely. So,
1: in, I never, oh, it's caught just in the edge here. Yeah. It's always very loose. So, if you're
0: listening, if you're listening to this and you're not watching this, uh, Graham's he's got his, he's racked tom on a snare stand and he's moving it, but it's not clamped by the basket at all, so. No, it's just totally
1: the, loose, you know.
0: Yeah, so the drum's really allowed to resonate, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, very
1: much. Yeah. What? Oh, What's going on? Again? Again? We're Whoa. totally... Totally going all over the place. This That's is That's all right.
0: Yahoo! One too many beers. You still there? Yeah, we're still here. <coughs> Hello. Now. Yeah, all fun. in the all all in the name of getting a good shot of the drums. <laughs> it's all about the drums. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So, for you, for you, what's next, Graham? What's what's coming next? What you what you up to?
1: Well, there's no big plans at the moment because I've um, just all my headphones came out. This is a disaster trying to show you my (laughs) rack, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's no big plans at the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I've, I've been asked to do this gig and that gig, and I've got like a few albums coming up. Uh, just in a different studios, which is which is good to just get out of here and do some recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I keep going here in this place, which is very exciting, actually, uh, because, uh, like I said, I've been just happy here, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I've been happy here for the last couple of years, the idea of going out on the road again doesn't... Overly you know
0: yeah yeah, absolutely,
1: i and being with my kids, being at home the last x amount of years before that that's pretty much all I did, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. my daughters growing up um I've got two daughters, they're now like twelve and seventeen almost, mm-hmm. and uh I was more or less away from my more their mm. most of their upbringing bringing mm-hmm. rather than being home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so. To be now home and have this HQ and to do lots of recording as I do is kind of more appealing rather than hit, hitting the road again,
0: mm. you mm. know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's really, val- it's really valuable and I think if COVID, COVID has taught us anything, it's yeah. just that those relationships are super valuable and, and need to be cultivated yeah. more, you know.
1: My goodness, yes. And like, I, I don't want to so- sound like an old man, but like... Um, I'm not certainly not retiring, but I just like the idea of not going on an overly long tour for six months or so, like a little jaunts away for a short while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: is beautiful, but mm-hmm. not getting on a bus and going away for a year.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, I've, I've, yeah, forget all that. You know that, yeah. that, 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 that there comes a point in your life where uh, you know your own bed and a shower and all that's like <laughs> way more yeah. important than than. 30 minutes a night, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, so that that's my plan of action at the moment. Uh, good. So, apart from that, all is good. All good, is so good. It's,
0: it's good growth in your own studio, growth in your own your own thing, man, that's really valuable. It's, I mm. think uh, I think good for you, good for you if you yeah. don't want to, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's actually really refreshing to hear, and I think it'd be really refreshing for young people to hear just like, nah, I'm gonna take hold of my career the way I want to, and, and you don't yeah. have to go and do this and you don't have to do that. You can kind of find your own way through it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, I think so. Uh you know, it depends. Every you know, every individual has their own choice and things are hard, things are more difficult for some individuals just as far as like we started off or didn't start off we talked about earlier about music these days and how it's kind of even different there's always for last however many years um being that chat about drummers being Done out of gigs by drum machines and all of that jazz. I remember, do you remember that show Rock School? It used to be on BBC Two. Oh,
0: really vaguely, yeah, yeah.
1: Right, okay. Um, I, It used to be one of my holy Bibles that I used to watch <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid. And um, Jeff Nichols was the drummer oh, wow. in the yeah, band, yeah? yeah. yeah? yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember in one of the episodes, they talked about uh, drum machines and. Drummers been done out <laughs> being done out of their jobs you know because yeah. of the start of drum machines and um it'll never be the way drummers yeah. will always be playing their instrument you know but um i have I've sure had um great times and I always will have great times touring touring yeah. the world tour here and there and ever and i right. will uh, definitely be going back out and doing my jobs here and there and ever at the moment I just want to kind of uh, have some good time at home, you know? Yeah.
0: Good, good. Well, mate, I really appreciate you coming on and taking time out from being at home to come and talk to us about drums. So thanks so much for that, man.
1: Ah, thanks so much for uh, chatting to me, you know, it's been fantastic, you know? Yeah,
0: brilliant, brilliant. So, um, we'll be sure to, when this goes out, we'll send you a link to it and we can um, like your socials and your website and all that stuff. So where people can find out more about you um, and more about what's going on over, over the road and over by. So,
1: it was great talking to you. Thanks for having me along.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. See you later. See you, bro. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drummers Only Radio. You can find us online at www.drummersonly.co.uk. Drop us a line. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at drummersonly.uk. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify and YouTube. Any questions? Info at drummersonly.co.uk is the email. Or if you need leads, it's leads at drummersonly.co.uk. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.